You know, I'm too penny shy of being worth about anything. Amen? But I'm grateful for Jesus because he's worth everything. And he delights in taking the nothings of this world and making them into something. Amen? Amen. To him be the glory. Won't you take your revelation this morning? Turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter number 28. I'm going to turn my mic on. There we go. We set up now. Good to go. Matthew chapter number 28. To God be the praise. I will sing of my Redeemer. That ought to be our theme, amen. That ought to be our theme. I'm going to sing of my Redeemer. I received this letter in the mail recently. It comes from Tracy Murray. Anybody know Tracy Murray? Kemper County Circuit Court. That sound familiar to y'all? It says, uh, To Nicholas Matthew Holden, you are hereby notified to be and personally appear before the Kemper County Circuit Court of the County of Kemper in the said state at the Kemper County Circuit Court, give me a location, on Monday, January the 8th at 8 a.m. to serve as a juror in the said court. If you have any questions about this jury service, please feel free to contact us at, and they give me a number, and it says this, your failure to report at the Kemper County Circuit Court in the county of Kemper at the time and date set forth above will constitute a contempt of court punishable by a fine or imprisonment, or both. Given under my hand and the official seal of said court at Kemper County, State of Mississippi, on this day, December 6th, and then they give me instructions. Call on Sunday, January 7, 2018, after 5 p.m. before the court appearance day for additional information about the reporting requirements. She signed it, and it has been sealed. This is about as good as a warrant, ain't it? If I don't show up, what will they do to me? Well, if I don't follow their instructions, they're going to start looking for the preacher, right? Well, fortunately, I called in, as they said, on January 7th, and they said, don't worry about reporting. But you got to call tomorrow after 6. Well, I called Monday after 6, and they said, you don't have to come tomorrow. That's good. That's my birthday. I don't want to go to jury on my birthday. That'd be fine. I called back Tuesday evening after 6, and they said, you don't have to report tomorrow, and you don't have to call us back. And I said, praise God. You are be- and she said these words, you have been released. You've been released. Think about that for a moment. Here we have it right here, just a, a simple letter with a simple seal sent out to me, and I could either disregard it and may have gotten by or if something would have happened where I had to report and didn't show up they would have been looking for me they would have put out a warrant for my arrest and eventually if somebody pulled me over got me they would have locked me up and put me away and I'd have had to get brother Shannon to come get me out of jail I'm sure he would have come tried to get me out amen wouldn't you brother Shannon 
Praise God. Well, look, no different than this right here in my hand. If you look in Matthew chapter number 28 and verse number 18, which comes with a lot more weight and a lot more authority, the king of heaven and earth says, sends out a, uh, a, a word, a, a commission, a command, and he tells us in verse 18, And Jesus came and he spoke to his disciples and he said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And all God's people said, Amen. Father, we thank you today for... Uh, your great love over us, for your kindness toward us. Thank you for inviting us to come and celebrate with our brethren today and, and to rejoice in your presence, to celebrate before you. And we're thankful that we can enter into your throne room of grace as vessels of your mercy prepared beforehand for your glory. We ask that you speak to us today, that you help us, that you open up our understanding to comprehend these things and that we too will see this as a binding word over our life that we as well must report for duty. I pray that you'll give us the abilities, enable us and the mind as even we read this morning about Paul where you enabled him and set him apart for the work of the gospel and that you have enabled us to do it as well in your authority and that we would walk in power with your priority as our priorities, your purpose as our purpose, your agenda as our agenda. And we know that we have your faithful word that you'll be with us to the end of time. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Really, what we have in this passage is, is really uh, no different. It's a, like a warrant, a warrant that we've been given to go let people know that they've been arrested by Jesus. It's really the message that we have, that Jesus right now is just making subjects, turning people into sheep that follow his voice, and we find it right here where he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and upon earth. You see, when this lady was elected, we gave her the authority to send out letters like this. Miss Murray's been elected and therefore by law has the authority to summons us uh, to duty. And Jesus in his life and his death and his resurrection because he was obedient to the Father, the Father placed all authority in his hand and he has summoned us, his disciples, to go to work for him. And not only has he summoned us to go to work, but he says that the power that I have upon heaven and on earth, the authority that I have, I release that authority to you to go in my name and do what I have called you to do. And as we think about that, as we look at that, there's several different dynamics of it that we want to ponder today. Matter of fact, I want to take a look at it from each of the Gospels, how, how each Gospel talks about this, reveals this authority, reveals this commission to us and and how it unveils it so go to mark go to mark chapter number 
uh, 16, if you would. Mark chapter number 16. Let's see what Mark says about this. Mark 16, verse number 14. We keep in mind these are all after His resurrection that He gave them, them this message, this authority. And each one is going to give us a different take, a little different angle, something that we can pick up on as we uh, go through this. So we see in 14 of chapter 16, later He appeared to the eleven. And they sat at a table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. There were several witnesses, three witnesses that day that spoke to them of the resurrection. Who were they? Uh, the, the women. Then we find Mary. And then those two guys from Emmaus. Y'all remember those that were walking on the road to Emmaus? They came back. And the disciples, when they heard that testimony, they didn't, they didn't believe it. They didn't understand it. They didn't comprehend it. And we're going to find out why. Jesus had to do something in them so they would recognize what he had just done, that he had been risen from the dead. Verse 15 says, And he said to them, Go, go, go into all the world. And when you go into all the world, what do you do? You preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be what? They'll stand condemned in their unbelief. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he, re, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they, the disciples, went out and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So we see the summons of he who has authority and he said to them to do what? Go. Go and preach. Matthew's gospel said, go and teach. Go make disciples. Go teach them. All these different nations. Well, let's go look in Luke's gospel. See what he says. Luke chapter 24. Luke 24 and verse 44. Let's start there. Luke 24 and verse 44, he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning who? Me, Jesus. Now what did now Jesus do for them? And Jesus opened their understanding that they the disciples might comprehend the scriptures. Then Jesus said to the disciples, 
Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sin should be what? Preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem unto, until you are endued with power from where? With power from on high. So he's telling them to go preach and to go preach remissions of sin and repentance in his name. He tells them to start in Jerusalem, but they are to go to the whole world doing this. Now, of course, they couldn't go to the whole world that is saying the body of Christ has been commissioned to go to the whole world. Paul couldn't go to the whole world. Peter wasn't going to go to the whole world. John wasn't going to go to the whole world. But those that were affected by the gospel that he preached would, it would keep spreading that it went to the whole world, to every creature. But they had to tarry. They had to wait until the Spirit came upon them and empowered them. They were endued with power to be the witnesses that Jesus set them apart to be. Now, let's go look in. Well, before we, before we go any further, let, let's just pause a moment. Let's look at verse number 46 again. Verse 46 says, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary. The old King James uses the word behooved. It behooved Christ. It was necessary. It was a must. It was a requirement. Because it had been written. The word written, our men, we talked about this this morning in Sunday school. The word written means to be engraved. Just say it this way. It has been eternally engraved. This is an eternal decree. It's been written in heaven. It's been written in the Word. What was written in the Word was the will of God because it was written, engraved in stone, heavenly, eternally, that Christ was to come to this earth, that He was to live a sinless life, that He was to be the sacrifice of God for man, and that as God sacrificed for man, He would be man's substitute before God, and He would take our worst upon the cross for His best. He would take the worst of us and give us His best. And what a blessing that is, amen? To know that he takes our worst, our sin, our iniquity, everything about us and, and transfers his righteousness to us when we trust him. And not only does he take our worst, but he keeps our worst by himself. That is, by his life working in us and through us, we get to do what he's called us to do. And it has been written. Verse 40, verse 40 7 says, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. Now watch. It has been written, it has been eternally decreed, it has been eternally engraved, that as sure as a must that Jesus would come and die and be raised the third day, it has been written that those who have been affected by what Jesus did when he came and he died and he was resurrected, they will go forth and preach repentance and remission of sins. It's a must. It's necessary. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. 
And that's why you've heard me say, I always question people that never, uh, never proclaim the life and the death and the burial of Jesus. They don't preach repentance and remission of sin in Jesus' name. I question, do they really know Jesus? Because to know Jesus means to make Jesus known. Amen? Amen? Think about it. No gospel that comes, if no gospel from us, meaning no gospel that comes out of our life, means there's no gospel in us. Because if the gospel's in us, it will come from us. Amen? Amen. We're going to proclaim it. Why? As just as sure as Jesus had to die and be raised the third day for salvation, it's just as sure that those that have been saved by His salvation are going to go forth in His name and proclaim what He's done for them and that God offers to every creature repentance and remission of sin. Amen? Amen. You can't help it. You're compelled by the love of Christ, what He's done, that, if, that if, if we were all sinners and one died for all, that we live no longer for ourselves, but for Him who died and rose for us. Amen? Amen. It's been engraved that the people saved by grace will, pe- will be people who preach grace. Yeah. It's been engraved. Those who've been redeemed by Jesus will go preach a redeeming message from Jesus. Yeah. Now, we need power to do that. We need wisdom to do that. We need truth to do that. But as sure and as a must for Jesus to give his life on the cross and raise, be raised the third day, it is, it is coupled together that those who have been transformed by Jesus will go tell people about Jesus. Yeah. Can't help yourself. Amen. So if there's no gospel coming from me, it's a revelation that there's no gospel in me. Because it's going to get out of me if it's in me. Amen? Amen. Can't help myself. A man that's been saved from from himself and from sin in this world and Satan, why in the world would would a man saved from that wouldn't go tell somebody about it? Amen? And that would start with our homes. That would start with our children. That would start with our spouses. That would start with our churches. That would start with our communities. But our heart is not only those that are right around us, but we'll have a heart for those around the world that still need to hear what Jesus has done for us. Amen. Amen. We didn't deserve it. Man, he blessed us with grace. Amen. So let me read that one more time. Verse 46. And Jesus said to them, It was eternally written. Therefore, it was a must for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And it is eternally written, and it is a must, that those affected by Jesus will preach repentance and remission of sin in His name. A gospel in us is going to be a gospel that gets out of us. As Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1, he says, As much as the gospel is in me, I am ready to preach to you the gospel of the living Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, watch this. Go to John. And I'm going to read out of John 17. John 17. Turn there. Because we, get a, we pick up on some things in John 17 about this same commission. He also tells them in John 20 about it. But notice in John 17. Verse 16, let's just start there. He says, 
Father, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you, for I have given to them the words which you have given me. And they have received them, and they have surely known them that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Now verse number 9, I pray for them. Any good to know Jesus prays for you? I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but I pray for those whom you have what? Given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. That is, that are mine, and that are yours. Verse 11. Now I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I've come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be as one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you have given me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should what? Keep them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are, they are not of the world just as I am not of the, of the world. Sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, what does he say? Verse 18, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they may also be sanctified by truth. Verse 20, I do not pray for these alone. Oh, here he is. He's bringing us into play, Karen. He's talking about me and you now. Stephanie's talking about us, but, I, but, but also for those who will what? Believe in me through what? So we're talking about this commission to go preach and teach to all creatures whom are going to hear the word for whom Jesus is already praying for us. Verse 21, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Now watch this, verse 22. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. The glory that the Father gave him to unveil the image of the Father before time ever began, he grants that to you and me. How do we do that? We do that when we take the warrant that he's given us to go forth in his name and his authority and go teach and preach to a world that we live in that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we do that with one accord, with one spirit, with one voice, and we do it with the joy and the delight and the fullness of Jesus upon our life. Go. Go. Well, how long do we go? 
Isaiah asked that question one day. God asked Isaiah, said there was a need, and he said, who's going to go for us? Who's going to go tell the world about what I'm doing? Isaiah said, I'll go. And the Lord said, go. And then Isaiah began to think about, well, how long do I need to go? And God told Isaiah, until there are no more places and there are no more people in this world to go tell what I've told you to go tell them. How long do you go? Until, right? Amen. Let's go back and think about that commission that, that he gave them in Matthew 28. Look at it again. Matthew 28. Verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe. The word observe means to keep or to guard, to do, to obey. It's not that you just go proclaim to them what Jesus done. You go show them what Jesus done in you. Hey, girl. <laughs> to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of what? To the end of the age or the end of time or to the end of the world. So, Brandon, Jesus got a promise for us. His promise is, is that he'll be with us to the end of time. But you know his promise is conditional. He says, and lo, I'll, my presence, which would include his power, his authority, we'd be with you always based on the condition that you're doing what? You're going. Notice, the low is based on us going. The low is in the go. Low, my presence and my power is with you, Mama Rob, when you go. And don't worry about what's going to happen to you when you go. Matter of fact, look if you would, if I'm not mistaken, turn to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Look in 24.9 for a moment. Notice what Matthew 24, 9 says. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. They will kill you. And you will be hated by who? You'll be hated by who? Wait a minute now. He's telling us to go to all nations and the nations that he's sending us out to to go tell, we're going to be hated by those at times that we've been sent to go tell. Well, you know, between here and downtown Kemper County, these old roads could be dangerous, can't they? Amen. I can encounter fallen trees. I can encounter deer crossing the road. I can encounter a drunk driver. I can encounter all kind of things between here and Kemper County, but is that, is that any excuse for me not to, to load up and go over there and, and, and show up for court when they tell me to come? I can't use any of those things. I can't. I can't that, that, won't, that won't sell, will it? Not at all. Why? Because I've been summoned. To go. It doesn't matter the dangers between here and there. I just need to be wise about the dangers that I'm going to encounter. 
but I still got to show up. Well, Jesus has told them that you're going to be hated by all nations. They're going to kill you. They're going to turn you over to the authorities. They're going to abuse you and misuse you. But I want you to go tell them that I love them and I gave my life for them and how it's affected your life. Amen. And he says, I'm going to be with you if they accept you. I'm going to be with you if they reject you. My presence and power will be with you if they like you. And my presence and power will be with you if they don't like you. My presence and power will be with you if they, if they receive you and reward you. Or my presence and power will be with you if they behead you. Or if they lock you up in jail. I've commissioned and called you to go win the lost at my cost. At my cost. Go win the lost at my cost. And if I promised I would be with you to the end, that would mean that my purpose and priority will last to the end. If I promised I'd be with you to the end, my purpose and my priority will last until the end. And nothing's changed for the saints of God. Amen? Amen. We've been commissioned to go. We have a warrant of authority. It's right here. No, I don't have a paper from, from the governor or from the president or from Congress. or I don't have the authority from them. Uh, I have the authority written right here before me from the voice of God. Amen? To do what he's called me to do. And what he's called me to do is to go. And to go tell a world that sometimes will welcome me. And sometimes they'll push me away. But I have his promise that his presence and his power will be with me. When I'm going in his name. And I'm teaching them what he's taught me. Preaching to them that there is repentance and remission of sin in his name. Not passing up this man or not passing up that man. Not only going to those that smell like us and look like us. He said go start where you are but start spreading out where you are and don't bypass any creature. Go to them all and tell them what I've done. Amen. And we have his authority to go do it. He's already sealed it in his blood. Because I want to tell you, Jesus has bought me. Jesus sought me. Jesus caught me. And Jesus has taught me that my life is no longer mine. It belongs to him. Amen. And if it belongs to him, everything that I have and don't have belongs to him. Amen. And he's just said, go. Go, let my love compel you to go. Don't go out of drudgery. Don't go out of duty. Go out of devotion and delight. Go tell them what I told you. Go tell them what I taught you. We live in a society today that believes that God doesn't command his people to do anything. That was for older days and older testament days. God deals with people differently today. Well, I want to tell you God's the same. He ain't changed. He's the same as he was. You know what's different? He's offering people like you and me grace. That's the only thing different. 
His, his, he commanded, go tell them what I've commanded you to do. He still, you know what his command is? Love God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Question, well, who's my neighbor? Everybody. Everybody's got a need. Amen. They're my neighbor. I just go tell them what he's done. So I don't need a paper like this. I do for Kemper County Court. But I don't need to do the kingdom work. And keep this in mind. What we're reading right now in Timothy, I would encourage you to look over it again this morning, later on. I'm sure we're going to be in it a little bit this evening. But Paul said these words. He said, Timothy, I left you there in Ephesus to charge some that they don't teach any other kind of teaching or doctrine. You know what Timothy was doing when he was at Ephesus, when he was pastoring the church there, when Paul left him behind? He was fulfilling this commission right here to make disciples and teach those disciples everything that God commanded them to do and those things that didn't mean anything and that were lifeless and fruitless and wouldn't help nobody. He said, Timothy, I'm leaving you there to fix that, correct that, charge that not to be done and stick with the main thing and keep winning the lost at his cost and let God use you. Amen. So what we're reading in Timothy and what we're doing here today is fulfilling this word in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke chapter 24, John chapter 17, and John chapter 20. Oh, and, and one more place too, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, he told them to start in Jerusalem, go into Judea, Go to Samaria and to the other parts of the world. Tell them what I've done for you. Just wait for the empowerment of the Spirit so that you can go be witnesses of mine. Five different times we have the commission given to us. Sealed by his blood and under his authority. Let's have fun doing it, amen. Let's go tell them what he's done for us. Make sure you show up on time. Report for service and let him use you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you today. I'm so grateful that what you've done for us, what you're doing in us, what you're going to do with us has already been written. You've decreed it. It's going to happen. We just want to be part of what you're doing. We need help. We need strength. We don't need no other knock on the door to let us know you've already spoke. You've already called. You've commissioned us. It's our time to step up and be where you've called us to be. We love you and thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.